Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and it is now the fifth day of August 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from the Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. You know, I was going to do this topic that I'm going to do today as a Sunday request, but I, I opted not to because I received a bunch of, I, I received this from a couple of people, including a Cubs fan with an eight, my, uh, my frequent tosser of good questions to talk about. I have some good Cubs fans with an eight questions coming up in each of the next Tuesdays. Um, and by a couple other people had asked me about this, and I really thought, okay, we got our, we got our Sunday request down. Who, was, who, who also, there was, so who was the most recent person to ask me this question? Let me scroll up here on Twitter. Uh, oh, Strictly Baseball. Uh, the Twitter handle is StrictlyBBA11. Uh, asked me this, and I decided I would do it today because it's kind of timely. Uh, thoughts about, this is what this is strictly baseball's tweet at me, thoughts about bringing baseball back to the Olympics. Now, I'm doing this today because if I'm not mistaken, this is the opening ceremonies of the Olympics, so the Olympics is kind of weird. It's a little like baseball when they have the opening day in, like, Australia or in, in Japan, where everyone's asleep, and did the season start, or did it really start, or did it kind of start? Is it not really started? Like, the Olympics should have, there's an opening ceremony for the Olympics, and there shouldn't be a game or two played before the opening ceremony. Isn't that the point of the goddamn opening ceremony? Is, okay, the, the games have now begun. It's like, the games have now begun, except for a few qualifying games we've done before that. Well, this is a... Uh, Olympic baseball is coming back in 2020 when the games are going to be in Tokyo. Now, let me just tell you a couple of things about my thoughts on the Olympics. Um, I'm, I used to really get into the Olympics, and I think that it has become a victim of television. Someone in the early 1990s realized that if they staggered the Olympics, winter Summer Olympics, they can make more money. They can put more emphasis on this game or that game. And that's why there was a 1992 Winter Olympics and a 1994 Winter Olympics. Now, that it, at first looked like it was a staggering success because in 1994, you had the, was it Lillehammer? I don't remember, but it was the one where Nancy Kerrigan got her knee clubbed. And there was the whole Tanya Harding thing and Letterman sending his mother to the Olympics. I mean, it was just, it was a soap opera. And of course people were watching it. It was, everyone watched it because it was this bizarre soap opera involving violence and ice skating. And one of those stories that when you read it back years later, you're like, wait, what? And then the 1996 Summer Olympics were in Atlanta. And so obviously there's going to be a lot of attention to games being played in the United States if you're looking at, at 
television ratings and everything. So you know, at first it looked like, oh, this is a huge success. But I don't know, for me, don't we all have a little Olympic fatigue? We had Olympics just a couple of years. It happens so often now. Winter, summer, winter, summer, winter, summer, which is one year in between. Instead of that four-year buildup for a whole year of these weird-ass sports and the stories behind them. Or maybe this is, I don't know, maybe the Olympics are still big for some people. And this is kind of like how, you know, I don't really follow football. And so when the NFL draft is on, I shrug. Uh, but for everyone else, it seems to be people going crazy or, you know, Kanye West doing something. And I, I don't even know what Kanye sings. I'm sure, I, I'm, sure I'm familiar with something, but I, off the top of my head, I don't know what he does. You know, but it doesn't enter my radar. Maybe that's just more of the specialization of our entertainment right now. That if it doesn't fall into my radar, then I just don't know it. Uh, but the Rio games seem to be, oh, I don't know, a dumpster fire. You know, there's, there's disease, there's corruption, there's sewage all going on in South America. And it looks like it's, you know, the buildup for it at least has been nothing short of a catastrophe. And the opening ceremonies are tonight, and I don't know, I guess I'll watch it. The last Summer Olympics were in London, and I was in Oregon, actually, during that Olympics. I was working on a TV show, and it was just before the launch of the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast. I was up in Oregon, and God, I love Oregon. And I was in the hotel room that I was watching, and I saw the the funny sketch with uh, Daniel Craig as James Bond and the Queen of England, the real Queen of England. And it was a funny, it was a funny sketch that they did. It was it was it was understated and, and clever. Um, I don't know what they're going to do now uh, for Rio, but I mean, I may watch it. I don't know. I really don't know. Are they going to play the 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 film City of God? I don't know. The I don't know what they're going to do. Um, so with that in mind, me not being a huge Olympic baseball, uh, Olympic fan, uh, the Olympics coming back to baseball is okay. All right. That's nice. Doesn't really cross my attention at all, but I remembered something. I remember talking to Earl Dix, who was the head of the British Baseball Federation, and the great disappointment they had when baseball was not included in the London Olympics. And think about how much the British baseball, the Olympics are coming, they didn't even get baseball played there. And he thought it was a huge blow to the spread of baseball in England. Now, baseball is not huge in England. It's not huge in Brazil either, bizarrely. It's huge in some South American countries, but not in Brazil. Obviously, it's gigantic in Japan. But there could have been a chance to spread the gospel of baseball to England and to Brazil with these two times. But Olympic baseball is, is going to have a hard time catching on, similar to the ways that the World Baseball Classic is just, I, I think it's just a fiasco. Now, quick, do you know who is who have won, there's been, the, I have up here, the, the history of baseball in the Olympics, um, that there was, they did play baseball in the St. Louis Olympics, there was a St. Louis Olympics, in 1904, they played them in the 1924 Olympics, that's what I call the Chariots of Fire Olympics, 
Um, but it wasn't really an official sport again until uh, the Seoul Games uh, in 1988. The United States have once won the gold medal. That was in 2000 when Tommy Lasorda managed the team. Uh, South Korea won the gold medal once, and the rest of the time it was Cuba. Because Cuba puts together the best club. They put together the best players, the, the, the ones who are closest to being, it's the closest to a major league team that they put together, and it means the most. If you see the teams that traditionally do well as the medal teams, Cuba, uh, Taiwan, Japan, Cuba, Japan, the United States got bronze. The United States gets gold in 2000, Cuba, South Korea. In 2004, Cuba, Australia, hey, that's cool, Japan. In 08, uh, Korea, Cuba, and United States is bronze. Because the Koreans are going to bring their best players. Cuba is going to bring their best players. The United States' best players are playing in the major leagues. You'll notice that the Dominican Republic isn't, uh, isn't up there. Do you know why? Their best players are playing in the major leagues. You'll notice Venezuela, Mexico, all the, the Latin countries that have major league players. You notice something? They're not meddling either because their best players are playing in the major leagues. Only a handful of Cubans and only a handful of Japanese and only a handful of Korean teams or Korean players play in the major leagues. And so you see their teams are filled with the best talent. You're basically playing a junior varsity United States team and some of the other countries that participate. So it's really, you're not seeing the best quality. I mean, look at the Dominican Republic fields a team and they've never had a medal. I mean, that's it. The Puerto Rico fields a team. They've never had a medal. Are you kidding me? Think about all the great Dominican and Puerto Rican players in the major leagues. And they can't put a, a metal team on there? Gee, I wonder why. Because if you are of a high quality, you're playing in the show. This is the same thing that has derailed the World Baseball Classic. And that way they do have major leaguers, but they're playing in spring training. They're going at half speed. Except for the Japanese, the Koreans, and the Cubans who win it every damn year. Okay, but Sally, the Dominicans, shut up. You know what I'm saying. This is going to be a problem with making baseball an Olympic sport as opposed to basketball and hockey. In basketball, it's their off-season. So when they send NBA players, they're NBA players who are playing in the off-season there. Now, I, for one, am sick of seeing NBA players in playing in the Olympics. I thought the first time they did it was amazing because it, was, it truly was the dream team. You always wanted to see Jordan and Magic Johnson playing side-by-side side and throwing Bird, throwing Stockton Malone, throwing Charles Barkley, throwing David Robinson, throwing Scottie Pippen, throwing all the players that were on that team. That was the dream team. So that was fun to see. But after, the rest of the time, you're just being Scott Farkas. You're just being the bully on the playground. And that's just, you know, that just kind of sucks. But in hockey, they suspend the season for the best players to go. And that's why hockey in the Olympics is incredible. 
because the Canadian team and the Swedish team and the Czech team and the American team and all these countries that have NHL players, well, those players compete and they want to win. Do you know why? The Olympic medal means something. But you can have the Olympics are in the middle of the baseball season. Imagine if it was going on now. Let's, say, let's just picture the, the, the real Olympics going on now. What are you, are you going to stop the baseball season now? No. Okay, but we're going to send the best players there. Guess what? We're going to send Steven Strasburg and Mike Trout and Josh Donaldson and Robinson Cano and Max Scherzer. They're all going to leave their team so they can play in Rio. No. In the pennant drive? Absolutely not. So, you know, that element's not going to work. And so you're always going to see a product that is going to, you know, you're not going to get Americans into it because they're not going to have a really great team. You know, you'll get Cubans into it. You'll get, the, you'll get the, some of the Asian countries into it. But it will not have that feel that you have with Olympic hockey, which is the, for team sports is the absolute pinnacle, or even of Olympic basketball. The thing that I would say is this, that could make it interesting for American viewers. And yes, I'm thinking in terms of America because uh, I'm an American. You know, would I want Britain to have a, a, a big team in the Olympics? Absolutely. Would I want to see some of the other teams? Would I want to see the, you know, the Netherlands or Greece or China or South Africa? Would I want to see them become a place where suddenly it becomes a big baseball hub, you're damn right I do. I want India to become a place where we start seeing more India, you know, players from India. First player from India who plays for Cleveland, eh, it'll be a little awkward. A little awkward, not going to lie to you. But maybe this is something you could do. Maybe you can be creative. I don't know, maybe we can sort of think about how we could make it interesting. That... If you want to participate in the Olympics, like let's say if you're American, you want to play for the American team, you, do, you can't be signed to a, to a major league organization. So you're going to get a lot of college and amateur players. But you could say for there could be a second version of the draft. Or maybe on Olympic years you hold the draft after the Olympics. And that way the Olympics could be kind of like the NCAA tournament for the basketball draft, it gives you a chance to see some of these players play at a super high level. And you have the Olympic team, like let's just go, let's go to baseballreference.com, the single greatest website in the history of the planet Earth. And let's go to um, the, the draft that, that happened this most recent year, okay? Um, where the hell is it? Where the hell is it here? I will find it, I swear, I swear, no matter if it takes an eternity, I will find where the draft is. All right. So, I mean, you had, you know, Mickey Moniak and Nick Senzel and Ian Anderson and Riley Pint and Corey Ray and all these players, A.J. Puck, all these players who were the first, who were the first rounders. Well, imagine fielding a team with where you can see them all play and they can be on showcase in the Olympics. And then after the Olympics... You have the draft, and we've seen some of these players play. We've seen Jason Groom and Kyle Lewis and, and Cal Quantrill and all these people participate at a high level. 
And so as they come into the farm, you're like, oh, I saw him play here, I saw him play there. And the draft takes place afterwards. You get a certain amount of excitement of watching them play at a high level of competition. Could that be something that works? I don't know, but you kind of if you're going to try to make baseball exciting as an Olympic sport, but you know the best players in the world aren't playing it, then it sort of takes away from its majesty. You know, when the hockey does it, the best players do play. When basketball does it, the best players do play. When you see the javelin, you're not sitting there going like, yeah, these javelin players are good, but, you know, all the best javeliners are on the, the javelin, javelin league. The best javelin thrower in the world plays for Detroit, and Detroit won't let him out of his contract to go to the Olympics. No! There's no javelin team. There's no javelin league. The best javelin thrower is going to be in Brazil. If you're a javelin thrower, then that's what you're banking on. If you're a bobsledder, what are you going to, what are you going to uh, we're, we're going to turn pro. No, you're going to wait for the damn Olympics. If you're a synchronized swimmer, when you watch this, that's one of the appeals of the Olympics. Is you say, whoever is up there, they're the best. No matter how bizarre the sport is, or how, like, mundane the sport seems to be, you know, am I really going to watch a shot putter? I don't know, but whoever's up is the best in the world. You get a baseball gold medal. You get a gold medal in baseball. What does that mean? Does that mean you've won against the best competition in the world? No. That's what a World Series ring is. So what does a baseball gold medal mean? And this is always going to be a problem with making it an Olympic sport. The best aren't playing it. And not just the best in the best Americans. The best from Puerto Rico, which is part of America, Sully, the best Dominicans, the best Mexicans, the best Venezuelans. Hell, Masahiro Tanaka wouldn't be there. You know, some best players from Japan want to come to America. That's why the equivalent of the gold medal in baseball is the World Series. And that's why I have absolutely no issue calling it the World Series. When you hear these idiots say, you know, it shouldn't be called the World Series because it's just America. There's more than, than America in the world. Shut up. The best players play here. And the Olympics prove that. It's proof. If you say, oh, where are all the great players? Well, they're in a pennant race. Well, don't they want to honor their country and go down to Brazil? No. They're trying to win a World Series ring. Because that means more. Now, there is something that does make me sad, though. I, I have this thing here. It's on Wikipedia. But they have the rosters of each team that has won a medal over the years. And you had the Cuban team in 1992, which did feature uh, uh, El Duque Hernandez. It also featured uh, Rolando Arrojo, who wound up playing for the Red Sox and Tampa for a little while. And then you had uh, the Cubans won again in 96. You see the Cuba team in 2000 in Sydney. The team that won in two, the Cuban team that won in 2004 in Athens, and then 
yet another Cuban team which medaled in Beijing in 2008. And most of these players, with the exception of a smattering of, you know, El Duque's and Rolando Arrojo's in there, there is the um, Alberto Hernandez, Herman Mesa, Victor Mesa, Juan Padilla, uh, Juan Padilla again, Omar Luis, Ray Isaac, uh, Jose Contreras is on there, okay, I recognize him, you know, Eduardo Pare. Why am I mentioning these guys' names? You know, the same reason I look over at the Japan teams, and there's an occasionally you'll see a name that sticks out. You know, there's a, um, the 1992 team, there's nobody that sticks out. Nobody. The 96 team has uh, Kosuke Fukudome is on that squad. I recognize him. Uh, the team in 2004 has Hiroki Kuroda, uh, Tiyoshi Wada, Koji Uehara. Now, there's a few names in there that I know, but most of them I don't know. But it's the Cuban, and, and the th- a smattering of players in, from Taiwan and from, from uh, South Korea. And you look at the American teams, and every, you'll recognize some names on there. Uh, Chris Benson, Ari Dickey, Troy Glouse, A.J. Hinch, Billy Koch, Mark Kotze. Uh, going down here, and you have uh, the team that won the gold medal, include Doug Benkevich, include Roy Oswalt. Ben Sheets, Ernie Young, some recognizable names are in there. Jake Arrieta in 2008, Kevin Jepson, Dexter Fowler, Trevor Cahill, Nate Shearholtz. Yeah, there's some names in here you could you, you recognize. Steven Strasburg. But those names on the Cuban teams just don't ring a bell. Don't ring a bell at all. And this, and they're winning left and right because they were the best They're basically a major league team. And the thing that makes me sad is that eventually Cuba will be like the Dominican Republic, like Venezuela, like these countries where their best come to play in America and they're filled with names and players who just you know and love and are MVPs and Cy Young Award winners and heroes amongst the the cities. And then you have all these Cuban players who will be like phantoms. Like the players in the Negro Leagues who didn't make it in. Who didn't get a chance to play in the major leagues. What would Jose Estrada Gonzalez, who won a gold medal in the 1996 games, I don't even know what position he plays. I'm going to find out right now. He was, no, doesn't list him. Just says that he won with there. I don't even know what position he would have played. Uh, this is who is this guy who appeared in? There's a couple of them who appeared in in more than one. You know, Juan Padilla played in a couple of uh, games, and yep, with no idea how he would have fit, no idea where team would he be beloved in Detroit, in Houston? Would he be a player who was kind of a you know, uh, played for several different teams and go from championship to championship, like a Mariano Duncan? Or would he be a stalwart for one team his whole career? I don't know. I don't know the answer. But it's sad because those are players 
who had their moment, who had the talent, who would have been major leaguers if the relationship between Cuba and America was more stable. But alas, they're not. Their names on a Wikipedia page that a baseball fan of my level doesn't recognize. That will always make me a little bit sad. That will always make me wish that, you know what, I'm not getting into politics. I just wish the best players can play in the major leagues. And it's another reason why I don't want to hear about a talent pool that's shallow in baseball. It's always expanding now. It's getting better and better. And the more we have the best players in the world trying to win a World Series ring as opposed to an Olympic medal, that's when Major League Baseball will be at its peak and be at its greatest level. So what do I think about the Olympics? I really don't. I don't think it will ever really work. I think it will be fun, but winning that medal will never, ever equate to a World Series ring. The same way that if you're a javelin thrower and you know you're not going against the best competition, it's really not going to mean all that much. So call me a xenophobe, call me America first person. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying the World Series is aptly named, and it's getting better and better the more inclusive it is. So go to MLBReports.com to check out the up-to-date listings of Who Wants Baseball. Go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, and everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. This has been the, I don't know, downer for someone <laughs> episode, Olympic-wise, of the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Hey, if you enjoy the Olympics, go ahead and do it. I'm probably going to be watching the Giants or a Red Sox game, and you can call me Sully.